Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, Joseph, you cry a lot. Is uh-huh. that correct? That is, I do. A thing that often aids crying or other forms of expressive emotion is therapy, correct? I wouldn't know anything about that. I wouldn't know anything about it either. However, BetterHelp.com is online counseling that is there for you. Connect with your counselor in a safe environment and a private environment. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today or go to BetterHelp.com slash T-H-O-T. That's BetterHelp.com slash T-H-O-T. As always, the promo code is T-H-O-T. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest wherein a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <gasps> identity, ah, culture. Thank you for those sound effects, Joe. What is the culture sound effect? Yeah, but yeah, what is louder. the culture sound effect, Joseph? I, I only do the sex sound effect. My sex sound effect is ugh. And then Dennis does the culture sound effect. And, and mine is ah. Is that the culture? Oh, that's no, culture. That, I did that on identity. Yeah. Oh. Now we know. But you, oh my God, you do culture. Okay. Yeah, do one. Culture. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Perfect. What we like to read and who we like to read. Food for thought, making sure your meatballs are always spicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to say that I just got back. <laughs> From three weeks in LA, and I ate too much spicy food, and my butthole is still on fire. I don't. We don't need it. Yes, we do. More, more. Science house. It's not ready. Podcast. No, that's good. I'm Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor, and a Miss Piggy enthusiast. That is just objectively true. Your finsta is all pictures of Miss Piggy BDSM. Is that really it? You're just exposing my finsta right now. I am. Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, worn out trink, twink, and aspiring bear. Oh, oh are you oh, okay. ever going to have enough hair in bear? Space. I want, I want. You, listen, we, we, we do support dreams here at Fix the Thank Top you. Podcast. For believing in me. I, I always believe in you, baby. I am Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater, and as of last night, I'm now referring to my pussy in the French feminine as La Papillon. Or the butterfly. <gasps> no, oh. amazing into it. Wow. Very Thank you, out, Fran. Very out yeah. of my Thank nose. Thank you, Fran. <laughs> yes. Um, my name is Dylan Marin. I'm a digital creator, and I am the host of the podcast Conversations with People Who Hate Me. And you are so much better than all of us. <laughs> also, that's what hair. I came to your say. Hair. I'm better than all of you. You just <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Such a better I mean, person. You're certainly, no, you're we certainly are all more angelic. What? No, we are Far all more. angels. We are all queens. Some of us are angels of Satan. Honey, whatever an angel you are, <laughs> I affirm like you. Lucifer was an angel too at the beginning. Yes, <laughs> Wicked the Musical. Yes. yes. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for filling in for Tommy T's Pico today. Can we really quickly talk about how great your hair is, Dylan? Dylan's oh hair is amazing. God. Thank you. It's beautiful. These thank curls. You. More, more. And ready. <laughs> These curls, yes. I'm ready. We're going to talk about products off mic. So, Joe, what do we have on the menu this week? Yeah, so this week we keep climbing mm-hmm. for our first segment. I love it. <laughs> and then for our second segment, Dylan phones home. Okay. <laughs> for our main course, you've got mail. And for our last bite, we end with one delicious bite of our favorite thing in the world. Mm. Say it together. Witchcraft. Absolutely witchcraft. Witchcraft. Take it away. I'm feeling a little peckish, so uh, let's start the top of this show the way any good top should, with a little (laughs) tease, a little something to wet your palates. It's our amuse-bouche, and today we're going to amuse your bouches, or rather, Joe will amuse your bouches uh, with a brand new game. What is the game called, It's called Sounds About White. So uh, I feel like that's a very yeah. it's a me game. It's a, so, it's a game that's um, out for what you. Is this so game? Right. I went out and did a lot of research on my fellow 
white people mm-hmm. uh, and just w- looked for headlines of white people doing the most ridiculous things that white people do. And I mean, yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and in this game, so I'm going to read some headlines about crazy things that people have done. And you have to guess that their real headlines are fake. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to start a, li- a little easy with some relatively famous ones and then move on to some oh, more Lord. obscure mm. things. The first one. As an added bonus, she paid for everything. My bright lights misadventure with the magician of Manhattan. Honey, that's real. <laughs> that is real. Is that the full headline? That's the that's the actual. That's the. Headline? I'm giving it away. That is real. Someone who writes a lot of headlines in his day to day job. That is a. That's long, a long. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it was that crazy also, article that buries the lead. It's like, <laughs> I mean, the article went super viral because it was so crazy. It was oh. about that woman. Oh, so who, it's real. It is very real. It's okay. about the woman who like um, racked up like tens and tens of thousands of dollars in hotel bills and was paying for all of oh, these like yeah. socialites oh, to do things. Yes, oh, yes. God. What was her name? Anna something. Something. It was Anna. The lead, There's a whole bunch yeah. of white women scamming everybody named Anna last year. It's the like lead a thing. in the article is she walked into my life in Gucci sandals and Celine glasses oh. and showed me a glamorous, frictionless world of hotel living and the cuckoo dinners and infrared saunas and Moroccan vacations. Oh. And then she made my sixty two thousand dollars disappear. Yes. Wow. Literally the most polarizing lead I've ever heard of. <laughs> Thoughts out there? Beware of white women named Anna. Oh. I'm just saying. Except for, you know, me is very relatable. You know? <laughs> wow. Just okay. resonated okay. with me. Next up. Florida man flashes buttocks at IHOP after impersonating a police officer to get free food. Mm. I completely believe this. This is real. Dylan? Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't want to dump on Florida. You know, we have the <laughs> Florida easy. man in there, and I want, I Florida is, Florida is not a monolith. Florida is not <laughs> just Florida man. Florida is more than the one man in all of their headlines. Florida mm. is women. Florida is queer. Okay. Uh, okay. Florida okay. is queer. Florida is non-binary, and I think that <laughs> I refuse to answer this question. <laughs> I feel like I I was I just learned somewhere that Florida gets such a bad rap because it has you know the freedom of Inf- freedom of information act so like when right. people have crimes even if they're not like guilty of the crimes they immediately become public information correct, so correct. these crazy stories just leak out of florida correct. and that's also why the TV show Cops is filmed in Florida because the cops can literally oh just follow you around and you don't have you don't a have right to, be to privacy. Of the crime. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That's Isn't that bonkers? Florida's a crazy Poor state. Florida. Yeah. So what's the answer, Joe? When the server told him that police officers actually pay for their food and when they asked him to leave, Skyder responded, I'm not going anywhere until you feed me. Ladies and gents and all the people in between, that sounds about white. <laughs> His name oh. would be Skyder. <laughs> Skyder. Oh, wait, so how, it's a last name. Oh, it's a uh, last name. I I just think the headline is sensationalizing a little bit. That's true. <laughs> because I imagine this man who came from like a cop academy, masquerading oh my God, as a police a officer, and then came nude into an IHOP. <laughs> But um, well, now you done queered up the story yes. in a beautiful way. Queer, queer up that narrative, but yes. having having as an expert from, of Florida because I have been to Florida all of two times. Yes, it was completely believable to me. I was uh, like, this happened. I slept Great. with Dennis in Florida and got bed bugs. So you know, uh, Flo- Florida man the, leaves. The bed bugs part was not red. about me. It was about that was about the motel that you chose to stay in. <laughs> so by this the is way, a, let's this be clear. Is a bad headline. What you just said Correct. is a bad headline. Sen- Sensationalizing. Like, yes. Sounds about white. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it just, it sounds like the bedbugs are Dennis's problem. <laughs> That's yeah. a bad, that, fake news. Yeah. Out of fake context. news. Or you could sue for libel. No. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Next up, James Collins introduces pupusas to hungry Brooklynites. Um, One, what's a pupusa, honey? Oh, mm. it's a delicious uh, South American. It's kind of like an, an, a version of an empanada. Oh, wow. I feel, as a South American, I feel very bad for... Wow. (laughs) They are are delicious. Wait, I do feel very bad. It is like... (laughs) I um, think that's fake. I also 
think as 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 real as that like should be, I feel like that's really pretty fake. Should is in Brooklyn, but fake. I feel like that's fake. You guys got me. It's so hard to write fake ones because the real ones are so ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. No, I think that I think that was a very good attempt at writing a fake one. Thank I do. you, baby. Dennis, you're so affirming. <laughs> Next up, goodbye, Silicon Valley. Hello, East Village. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's real. Very that sounds like it, yeah. That sounds like the New York Times. That's right there. Bad. It was the New York Times. <laughs> yes. 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 It was. And I just I kept it in because I had to read the copy from the actual article. The trio were willing to spend into the seven thousands. Mind you, rent. Mr. Brown, so they saw these apartments. As conservationists, they decorated almost exclusively with secondhand furniture. The large large closets, the biggest that I ever had in my life, Miss Sinclair said, had enough storage for the craft materials she uses for her feminist tableware line. (laughs) Oddities.us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I fucking love New York. (laughs) Yeah, place. that's good. <laughs> oddities the, that for all our thoughts out there, oddities. Oddities. The real, the real gag is the, is as conservationists. Yes. Yeah, yes. Just, no further comment. No. <laughs> Next up, Brooklyn couple opens vet clinic for injured pigeons. No, it's mm-mm. injured pigeons. injured pigeons? pigeons. I just slurred injured pigeons. No. Too many glasses of wine. For I. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's real. <laughs> no, it's fake. I, I think say that fake. is real. So it is fake, but there is a New York City clinic for injured pigeons. Yeah, it just happens not. to be on the Upper West Side and not in Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Twit. Tr- trick. Yeah. Trick, trick, trick. I mean, I really had to, like, base with the fake ones in reality because what, what because can you it's do? So, because, yeah. Because you can't, you can't make this shit up because people are just doing it. Next up, meet a woman. Who keeps 500 plants in her Brooklyn apartment? That sounds <laughs> like paradise, sounds- and I hope it's real. <laughs> I think I think that's real. Is that like? A, I feel like that's like that sounds like a gawker headline or something to me. Though. Dylan is just pissed because he keeps 499. Yes, Dylan upset. That is actually my arch rival you're talking about, <laughs> and she is my ex. <laughs> oh my god, the name is so good. Uh, She's quoted here. I think the only way I've really been able to survive in New York is by surrounding myself with plants. Says Summer Rain Oaks. Her name is <laughs> Oh my God. Summer Rain Oaks, who wow. lives in what might be New York City's greenest apartment. And I, I don't know if I can even read this. The model turned sustainable clothing activist turned sustainable food movement activist yes. has an ever eventful career wow um well that's one way of describing a it. multi-hyphen a multi-hyphen, a multi-hyphen. Yeah, look at all those hyphens y'all you she, can't see them on the pod that is a genre bender so real yeah. i i love her oh. i do next up we're going out to a provincial city oh capitol hill family spends a year only using public toilets and showers here are 22 things they learned mm. Mm. Uh, that that sounds real to me I think that sounds real. I think, uh, but yeah. a family? Would you expose your kids to them? <laughs> <laughs> like, like public yeah. restroom for like only using public? What? What? Uh, Germs build the young people's immune systems. Yeah, but I also, honey, not for showers. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like I, I don't know, clo- clothed, cloaked under the idea that they want their children to know that the ability to maintain hygiene is a privilege. <laughs> And also, they I feel like they, they would do it with their kids because it's like, our kids are the ones who need to learn the lesson. Like, I don't know. It sounds real to me. Friend. Is it? I think it's fake. Fake. So this is also fake. Yes. But it is based off a Union Square family uh, yeah. who spent... Okay. Um, who spent a year making no waste, which no means they didn't man. use the, yes, the exactly. You saw, so you saw the thing. Just oh the trailer, honey. God. Just the trailer. <laughs> but I talk about it as if I saw the whole movie, as though, you, as though it was you. Yes. You talked about it as though you lived yes. that life. I love you for that, Dylan. No, please. You All have right. to. Yes, you. Yes, you do. No, you have to yes, posture. You do. Oh, thank you guys so much for playing our first ever game of Sounds About White. White. Thank you, Joe. So guys, hi. Uh, This is my unboxing video. Well, you know, for our second course, we're gonna be unboxing, so to speak, 
a story, a salacious, sexy, ridiculous, <laughs> or not so ridiculous, but still enjoyable story from our dearest guest thought, wow. Dylan Marin. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, my sweet loves. Um, okay, so this was the summer before my junior year of college. No, summer after my junior year of college, right before senior year. Okay, okay. And I met this guy at a bar, and he was so cute and he was friends friends with friends of mine so there was like he he was like pre-vetted but I didn't know him didn't know he existed before that moment I was like yes who are you into it Joe are you impersonating Gollum like what's going on (laughs) yeah I was just like so excited no that really is my favorite when like Someone is pre-vetted. Yes. It's like you know they're in the same larger circle yes. as you, but like at the same time you've Literally never met them before. The that only is... people that I yes. <laughs> it's, it's so true. That's never went. But it is there is an, there is an added level of comfort with that, right? Yes, exactly. yeah, totally, totally like, added comfort. Not an ex-murderer. So we were. Um, <laughs> so the context for this is that this is in. Um, I meet him at a bar in New York City when oh. I am. Uh, of legal drinking age and definitely an adult. Okay. And and just just to put this out there, this is not saying that he is not an adult. He is very much an adult okay. as okay. well. Yes, just okay. didn't want anyone to think that's where the story was going. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah. just I'm just saying you'll see where it's going because I'm an adult and yet I grew up in the city. And that means that I'm living with my mom at the time. Oh, some of our best stories start there. Yes, and and my my dad also lives in the city. My parents are divorced, but they have a close relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, just keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. while I continue. And then, (laughs) well, people are like, "This is going to be a sick story." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. Um, no. So basically I meet this guy and then I am like, yes, super into it. We go back. He is working in the city that summer. He's my same age in college and he's living in college dorms. Mm. And so before this hookup can happen, we have to sign in where he has to, I have to leave my ID. Right. Yeah. Triggered. Mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. have had <laughs> yeah. a lot of college sign-ins like that. Yeah, and sure. it's just like you're like, okay, this is cool. I too am in college, and I know this, but like, this is like a dampening of the process of like it's l- very hard. Yeah, Do, yeah, totally. Illusioning. It kind of like throws the rhythm yes. of the what is, evening. Is this this a security thing? It's yeah, a security. Yeah. I didn't have that at my college. It's like it's like you need to sign in your guest with their ID, and then you need to come back with them so that they can get their ID yeah. back. Oh my it's like god. In schools specifically. Yeah. Schools in cities specifically. Okay. Cities within schools. <laughs> schools schools that are schools. so big that have the, cities the in them. The thing is, like, I, had, I have kind of a fuck buddy who is, like, a master's student, but he started that later in life. So he's, like, in his 30s. Mm-hmm. And if I ever go over to his place, I still have to do oh that. Oh, my God. Because he's what in, a, like, listen, horrible. Listen, I, I totally get it. Wow. Horrible. Um, So I go, and I'm like, this is great. And the momentum was good. Other thing I want you to keep in mind is that I have not yet received oral sex at this <gasps> time. Okay. And I was, I'm a late bloomer at, at this time oh. in, in the point of the story. <laughs> okay. so, Sorry, so, I yeah. was like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Dennis Ebner. also the shock and awe. With, I uh, well, have no, never no, kissed no. anyone. <laughs> and I'm, From the person who Dylan lost their like, virginity yeah. at 27. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan is like, so get this, guys. I'm a virgin. Yeah, but so keep that in the back. Keep of your that mind. in the back of your mind. Um, I've never kissed anyone, and I'm not gay. Um, but I, um, so we go upstairs. And we're like talking and it's good. And you know those hookups yeah. where you're like, especially when you're like of college age and like I was, you know, three years out of the closet, two and a half years out of the closet. And I was like, cool, this is fun. Yes, ready to explore. And so then we start making out and I'm like, okay, I'm into this. Love making yes. out. And then, yeah, so good. Making out, super into it. And then we start advancing towards potentially going to what I still refer to at that age as third base. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so I was fisting. like, oh my yeah, God. Fisting, yeah. fisting. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Joe. Joe. <laughs> so he, um, so we were, um, yeah, like escalating to that level. 
And <laughs> I was just um, so into it and I felt like safe with him. That was like a big thing for me. Like yeah, it was man, feeling man. safe with people and I felt safe with him. Yep. And so I did it and it happened and it was reciprocated. And it was just Ooh. like, there was there was a sharing that happened in a beautiful way. Mutual he just and beaches. Yeah, he just and beaches. He just and beaches, friend. And so, so just so you know, I crossed this big milestone, right? right? I and and also had to muster up a lot of courage. And the feeling I had, and this is true, the feeling I had when I had when this happened was like I feel like a really mature adult. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I feel like a really mature adult because I was like I was able to safely let my inhibitions go and I had a great time and he had a great uh. time. And I was like, okay, wow, this is doors are opening. I feel mature and keyword independent honey yes. and then i was like okay i'll like get dressed but i feel like i'm planning like the, it it naturally mm. evolved to a sleepover mm. i go to my pants where my cell phone is and i have 20 missed calls <gasps> from call? my mom no! <laughs> and dad, oh my god wait what's your mom's name <laughs> Glenn Glenn oh, oh, close. close yeah oh my I mother. meant to tell you I'm the Hollywood royalty um, <laughs> so keep this in the back of your mind my mother is Glenn so keep this in the it's just a small thing but yeah she's rivaling Gaga for an Oscar um, but yeah so my mom um, called 20 times and I just want to impress upon you, like, nothing brings you down more than just having had this, Truly. like, wonderful sexual experience when you feel that you're an adult. And then getting 20 missed calls from a parent. Your mom. Because I had, not that I had a curfew, but I she, I was, I think the plan was like, hey, I'm going to go out with some friends and then I'll be back home. Mm. And so understandably, my mom was like, where the fuck is he? Yeah. And so oh, she was yeah. so worried. No. And she was so worried. And I was like, and, and so there I was like torn between these two worlds of feeling like mature with this thing that I had just done and oh mustered up the courage to do. And also like still having 20 missed calls from my mom. Uh, and um, then I, so basically he was like kind of already falling asleep. I think he was asleep by this point. I had to rush out. Mm. I tried to get my ID back from the security guard. <gasps> and he was like, you have to be with the person who signed you in. Whoa. And I was like, oh, no. oh okay. So I went uptown to go be like, mom, hello, I am alive. Everything is good. And then um, on a s- soberly two days later, I had to go get my ID oh. card, but it turned into a beautiful ice cream date. Oh. oh. Love the way that ended. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. But ice cream, do you mean? No, it's not a no, euphemism. literal ice cream. scooped ice cream in a store, honey. You are so trying you, to scandalize. So you, did you, so you licked his cone. Ah! Uh, yes, you I are, did. You're both trying to scandalize Dan, yeah. who's one of the most wholesome, <laughs> kind, lovely. Wholesome, I never heard of sex before <laughs> this moment. Um, this story just came to me. I really, Alien, I yeah. am someone who also like, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to say late bloomer because everyone sexually goes at different speeds, but I definitely am someone who had a feeling of when I finally got over the sexual hump or asexual hump (laughs) of any kind no pun intended truly that I was like I feel adult yeah Yeah, I I felt like I felt like I had unlocked or accessed something that I didn't feel prior. I sort of feel that still if I have like a fantasy that I haven't lived yet and I mm. like find a very exactly mm. what you say like mm-hmm. you find a safe and comfortable mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. experience that thing that you wanted to experience it mm-hmm. still feels like oh wow that was like yeah like I made a thing for myself in a very safe way that doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel very yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's it's really nice and then you're brought right back down to earth <laughs> <laughs> and you're like by 20 missed calls yes. by your mom by Glenn yeah. yes. by Colleen yes. <laughs> Colleen would call you 20 times she would at that point in my life she would have yeah if I was oh supposed to be God. home yeah I also mm-hmm. I'm a worrier too so yeah, like no, I, I know the feeling of like answer me right now or I will send every search party out for you, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah I worry about when I have a kid of like oh god I'm gonna be like that dad this message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor Mercury Insurance if you're looking to save some money you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury 
It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Get ready for a gloves-off spin on the Classic Advice Show with the Dear Chelsea podcast. Join comedian Chelsea Handler and her assistant slash confidant slash co-host Brandon Marlowe on the podcast that offers unvarnished, hilarious, and empowering advice to people from all walks of life. Drawing from her own experiences, Chelsea brings a fresh perspective to help listeners become the person they wish they could be. Instinctively, I would always tell everybody to just like reach for their dreams and, and go for it and take a huge risk in life it's a weekly dose of in your face unfiltered chelsea oh i've never wanted to be a mom mm-hmm. but i could kill it as a divorcee dad with insights and balance from brandon along the way and brandon is like my little sidecar aren't you i am i'm just here for moral support and a different perspective at times yeah he's more reasonable than i am so you might want to listen to what he says listen to dear chelsea on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 20 years ago, you fell in love with the Gilmore Girls for 154 episodes and four movies. On the I Am All In podcast, Scott Patterson, a.k.a. Luke Danes, everyone's favorite grouchy diner owner, takes us down memory lane. Tune in to the I Am All In podcast to relive the Gilmore Girls saga one episode at a time. We'll share stories. We'll share the memories. I've got a million stories to tell, especially about Sean Gunn and Milo Ventimiglia and a lot of other people, too. Scott will take you back. Back to Stars Hollow, Luke's Diner, Dosie's Market, Miss Patty's, even Mrs. Kim's Antique Shop. I know you guys have been binge-watching it through COVID and, you know, for 21 years and generations and families and mothers and daughters, and let's watch it together. If you can smell snow, if Paris isn't just a city in France, and Friday night dinner is a requirement, you won't want to miss this. Listen to the I Am All In podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to be such a good dad, though. I'm, I'm excited, and we're excited for that. I don't feel like it's just yet, but this is like a bigger conversation for later. Um, but I also worry that I'm just going to be like, yeah, just like I will hire the Secret Service for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Joseph, you know what? I still don't have a therapist. This is a problem. Because I've been on, I broke up with my last yeah, one because can't... he was a little, he was a little like, Trumpy, and I was like, Oh, oh no, well, that is just not cute. That's what we call a deal breaker. And in Trump's America, betterhelp.com, we just need online counseling that's there for you. Listening, listen, the thing about counseling is that when I first I have great insurance, like bona fide blue chip insurance, you might not. And we all need help in 2019 getting over our depression and stress and anxiety and trauma and grief and self-esteem issues and fucking being queer in Trump's America and betterhelp.com is a good option for you. Best of all, it's truly the affordable option. Food for Thought listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code THOT. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today. Betterhelp.com slash THOT. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you love, one that you can always change. That's betterhelp.com slash THOT. Promo code THOT. Mm. 
It's time we get into the meat of our discussion, the thought process, spelled T-H-O-T. And uh, for today's theme, we have, it's, it is it uh, is the internet. Uh, and Dylan is going crazy because you literally live and thrive Hi. on the internet. It is your job. Yes. <laughs> um, the internet, she uh, she raised me. Uh, you know, from, <laughs> like Digimon RPGs mm. and like It Gets Better videos and like Judy Garland YouTubes. Yes. And, like, you know, oh God, the, I can tell you're young because of YouTube. I know. <laughs> like, oh, shut YouTube up. Yes. But also yes. like I, in the, I was in the, raised on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Um and there will also, be there will be youth. Exactly. Yeah. But also like those like the the slowly downloading like image of a nude like muscly guy like one pixel line yeah. at a time. Mm-hmm. I was there for that internet too. Okay, like Honey, she was that. there for dial up. Oh, I really <laughs> was. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> um, and I say this a lot on the show, but the internet like really opened things up for me as a queer person. I grew up in a cultural vacuum my parents were very conservative and very Christian and blockaded me from Harry Potter and Britney Spears and like every sex scene and every movie ever. Um, and the internet gave me access to the secular world. And mm. and it was something that I can kind of like submerged myself into and never wanted to leave again. Mm. Um, and though the internet is now a very different place, I think, than what we grew up on. It is like a heaping garbage fire of a place, and it's it's a gatherer of dangerous crowd mentalities and international collusion and cyberbullying, and mm. despite all of those things, like it's still like my favorite place on the earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, that dichotomy aside, True. I'm curious for all of you, what is uh, one of your earliest gay memories of the internet? <gasps> Wow. Wow. Brandon looks at me as the oldest. Earliest. My parents were like, well, uh, back back when we uh, threw away my typewriter. <laughs> back when we made fire with two yes. sticks. <laughs> Which, because my parents are both foresters, I did indeed learn oh, how to do. Oh, drag yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. don't even think that foresters actually thought Survival that to be a practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, thought camping trip. Um, wow. <laughs> but no, my parents were also early adapted because my dad liked technology. He liked playing with things. He like was a mechanic and didn't basically we were so poor that if he didn't do anything himself, he couldn't we wouldn't have it. Mm. Uh, so he also like got a free computer and like judged it together. It was like one of those green screen Macs. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and like my dad just loved computers. He loved playing with them. And so we got AOL before like anyone else had it. And like you were saying, Fred, it was a portal to the outside world. I was such like I was deeply bullied, such a nerd. And also you were kind of encased in a version. You were you didn't have access to a lot of things. Maybe not. No, 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 nothing. I mean, we didn't we had we had like one and a half TV channels. Mm. My dad installed a TV, a TV turner. They called it on Mm. on the roof that turned the antenna on the roof. So you get more than one channel TV. No, no, no. It just literally because there was no cable. So like. You had to get things by TV waves, by like weird radio waves, and the antenna, the TV antenna, would be like faced one way, and you'd be able to get channel thirteen. And if you faced it another way, you'd be able to get channel four. What's crazy about this is that we're not talking about like the early twentieth century. This is what the nineties. This was the dawn. You was living in Pluto, boo. Come on, come on. Um, So no, I actually we had internet before we had cable mm. so okay, okay. i still it was still the tv turner era mm. and we got aol and the aol had um you couldn't download images mm. there was no porn mm. it, it was emails that you've got mail mm. remember that that guy um but they had chat rooms and, and in a chat room you could do oh. drag mm. and what that meant is that yeah, they had this whole language where you sign, you got into a chat room and they had chat rooms on different topics and you gave your age, location, and age, gender. sex, location. Exactly. And like, I would pretend to be a girl. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's real. So you could talk to normal. Yeah. That's real. All the time. It was because I don't think that's uncommon. As like, as like, you know, a bi queer weirdo, I was like, I would like pretend to be this bravado y boy most of the time. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while, I'd be like, hi. Wait, (laughs) so how old were you when this was happening? This had to be like 11 through 13. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's about right. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I. Y'all know that in many ways I am a late bloomer and I come from a family of late bloomers. And so we didn't get the internet until I was in seventh grade or or sorry, we didn't get a computer until I was in the seventh grade. And so that was like 1999. And 
the only reason why it happened is because I finally went to my parents and I was like, I am the only person in school who is turning in my papers handwritten. It has to stop. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. That, literally, I went to my parents. I was like, it has to stop. Like, I need, we need to get a computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, because wow. my dad would type things up on typewriters. He loved typewriters. So anyway, so we got a computer in the seventh grade uh, when I was in the seventh grade. And then sometime in seventh or eighth grade, I did discover... Um, chat rooms and I went into gay chat rooms um, and I discovered internet porn which at that time <gasps> was like like pixel by pixel downloading was, like yeah. images and so for the most part like I spent my time going to websites like shirtless male celebs and looking at <laughs> oh shirtless pictures of Ryan Philippi and Justin Timberlake <laughs> And Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. Yes. Wow. So that, and like nine, the boys from 98 Degrees. So that was my life. But eventually, 90, oh my God, oh. listen, the Lachey brothers. Yes. And Drew. Jeff Timmons, that, hot single, that yes. hot single father, Jeff Timmons. Listen, I'm still about him. Hi, Jeff. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> um, Dead. But, but what I remember most vividly is the very first time that I like saw porn like a naked man was this website that was intended for straight women. Mm. And it was called, it was www.sweetbanana.com. And it was just pictures of some muscular white man. And it's like pictures of him in various stages of undress, I think. And then eventually it like showed his dick. And that was like my first like, sort of porn experience. Ooh, a porn experience. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? Earliest? So it's like both of these. Like I would log into chat rooms. I always wanted to pretend to be a woman, but I was too scared to, that it would register because we had a family AOL account. And so I thought all the data was going to be sent to my parents who were the like, Owners of the account, I which is the master of web history delete. Like that oh, was yeah. like I was in cybersecurity, oh, but it wasn't web history because I was logging into AOL and yeah. like it, it's like different because what people, what listeners might not know is like at the time AOL was the internet, like yeah, it was, was synonymous, and so when you logged in, you were like on the internet and then mm-hmm. you could log off and be off the internet Correct. Mm-hmm. rather than now when it's just like in our <laughs> veins, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I would log on to chat rooms and I would really, really also want to pretend to be a woman, think about it, but too afraid that like the transcript would go to my parents, you oh know, my God. terrified. And so, which basically like interesting take on this is that I've always thought we were living in a surveillance state. So it's oh like, my God. this is ahead of your time. Yeah, I was ahead of my time. You were always right. So I was just like, yeah. well, that is something I think about. Like, I'm just like, well, one day, like, everyone's gonna know, you know? Like, yeah. and that's like, I don't mean that to sound sad. I just mean that to, like, almost as a kind of liberating thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying that I hope that for other people. I'm saying that for me, I just kind of resign myself to be like, well, this will all be in the open one day, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. The NSA enjoys all of the dick pics. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just like, of all of the things that yeah. they have to look That's at. why they're the NSA. They set up the NSA for your dick <laughs> yeah. pics. Oh. They were like, well, so let's intercept. And they're oh for God. sure listening now. Hello, queens. Hi, yes. First baby, what about you? Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was I had a girlfriend in seventh grade. <laughs> My first girlfriend, her name was Katie. Yes. And I remember sending emails to her back and forth constantly. And when we weren't sending emails, we would be like AIM on AIM. AIM I, was so AIM. good. But I really yeah. remember like sending back then, like there were a lot, you know, it was a lot more complex there was a, it was a much more robust system of emailing back then and you could send emails that had like gradient rainbow backdrops and like okay. you could send yeah and you could mm-hmm. send like like giant like 12 point font curls mt like <laughs> you oh know like God. so i remember like loving like decorating these emails <laughs> with like the gayest shit ever and saying that sending them to my girlfriend oh my at the time. sending them to katie sending them to katie, katie if you're I, out there slide into the show's dm say no, hello no there's no need katie so what was your first aim screen name ah no 
song. I <laughs> began with Wave Racer 21. What as your AMC? Because name. I oh wanted to seem cool, and the suggestion was Ski Racer 21. Wow. And then I was like, well, I have the game Wave Racer to pretend I'm a gamer, so I will be Wave Racer 21. Oh my and God. then I graduated when it was time to mature, mature. in 10th grade. I graduated to Dillmeister Flex. <laughs> Dillmeister Flex. Oh my God. Um, a grown yes. woman. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, was like, I was Fran Man 173. Wow. That is the most masculine way that you have ever referred to yourself. I'm now, what I Russell. Nowadays, if you call me a man, I'll slap you in the face. Oh my I God. Sweet Naked Joe. Whoa. Wait, your what? name was Sweet, sweet Naked, naked this was, Joe? This was in like middle school and I had never been naked. I had never been naked in front of someone, but like some girl, a nah. girl that I had a crush on said it mm. offhandedly to me and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be so Sweet you, Naked Joe. So you were always going to be a, a hoe. hoe. It just, <laughs> I, I was, was a hoe even when I wasn't a hoe. You was a hoe from the beginning. So, okay. <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, My first one, keep in mind I was a figure skater, so my first one was Olympic 987. Oh. Because I wanted to go to the Olympics. Also and speaking th- it into existence. Speaking mm. it into existence. Keep in mind, um, that was actually the year before I started taking skating lessons. Um, so really speaking so it into really existence. Really speaking it into existence. Yeah. Manifesting it. Yeah. And then when I was a junior, I graduated to something else as well. At that time, I wanted to be a professional violist. And so my screen name was Viola Power 03. Mm. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. So many, just so many different lucrative careers that you threw yeah, yourself I, into. For real. Fred, what you said was super interesting to me because I actually, my first girlfriends and my first boyfriend, I initially flirted with them. Both on AIM. Sweet Naked Joe did. Sweet yeah. Naked, naked Joe. Joe. Sweet Naked Joe did. But like, it, it, it's so much, and it's still to this day, is so much easier for me to put myself out there on Grinder, for example, mm. than it is in real life. So I think one of the good things the internet does is sort of lower our inhibitions to to be vulnerable. Yeah. Does mm. that make sense? And I, I think yeah. that it does. On I think flip, it does. Yeah, both. You know, on the flip side, it lowers our inhibitions to be terrible to one yeah. another uh-huh. right? right so I, I well I also thought you brought something up too Joe about like being a little being like oh what am I doing like especially when the internet just came out uh, we were all just like mm-hmm. what the fuck is this? you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm wondering if you all have like a, a fur like a first or a, a very like poignant memory about when you were really scared of the internet mm. where like you were like I'm not for me it was like um chat roulette that was like a I, terrifying. I Wait, what's chat roulette? Do you remember chat roulette? I remember Don't chat know. roulette, and I think about it all. I the miss time. chat roulette it's so a lot. Bonkers. One time, I got Jessica Alba. What? Yeah. <laughs> you got Jessica Alba on chat roulette. Yeah, which wow. was which like makes, but and and like it was the most arresting thing. And like honestly, now that I'm articulating that, I feel like that has literally inspired all my work because you were yeah. seeing people because the image of Jessica Alba was clearly not Jessica Alba like. Jessica Alba, the celebrity. Yeah, it was Jessica Alba, the person clicking at her computer, oh, and I was like, "Wow, wow thank you for bringing that memory into Jessica my mind." Alba. But like, yeah, I and I remember I was with my friend's boyfriend at the time, Julius, and we were like, "Let's go on chat roulette and just see yeah. what's happening." Uh. And we got Jessica Alba, and you capture this person, and you're like, "Oh, we're all just humans." Like clicking on the internet wow. oh my God. and she was oh just God. like clicking oh next 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 did next. she next to you or did you next to her she nexted us of, of course, course she, she did, did. Yeah. wow um, jessica for, alba you have a chance to redeem yourself for, yeah for the youth 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 out there chat roulette was like a thing where you would yeah. you could video chat with a random person yeah and it was used a lot for jerking oh. off yeah. yeah a lot that's why i was scared of it oh every time it was someone jerking off i was like wow <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. Uh, but it was like it was maybe lasted a year before yeah. it shut down. It came up in uh, gay roulette then, but yeah, it kind of yeah. was like a moment in time on the internet. I have no memory of that. I never did that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's but it sounds fun. <laughs> um, so I like I was actually it's interesting I, because I think that also for us as queer folk, one of the really important things about the internet is that it, it was one of the first times that we could adopt a persona that and like enact it a little bit in a mm-hmm. way that we couldn't in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I didn't come out of the closet until I was a sophomore in high school, but I actually, because of the internet, like I, I, I found a boyfriend and I'm, I use that in quotations loosely because I was in the eighth grade, but I met a boy who was my boyfriend 
um, for all of like three weeks in a chat room for gay teenagers. No way. And yeah, so we we like met and he so I was in eighth grade, he was in ninth grade, he lived in like the city, I lived in the suburbs. He took like the bus out to out to oh, me. You actually mm-hmm. met. Oh, we met up twice. Like I had him in my house two different times when my parents went home, like before they got home from work. And we like I played the viola for him. We like talked about books. We like hooked up a little. It was like really, really hot. And then and then we broke up. And then I met another guy on the internet. But for that guy, I was actually he was this white guy. He lived across town and and he was a, he was a little older high school student and he was like a hockey player and he was this like jock. And I we set up another like situation to meet and I was scared to meet him because I think Oprah had just done this big expose on how kids were like talking to people in chat rooms and it was getting dangerous and there were lots of like like bad things were happening mm. to them. And so that was the first time that I remember actually being like, well, like I don't know who this person is. Like I don't know what I'm walking into and I'd be going really far away from home. So I didn't do it, but it was sort of like, it was like, Oh, realistically like this thing that I have in my house on the computer is actually very, very dangerous. And like the fact that the first guy was this really sweet guy who now I'm still Facebook friends with is like, Oh really? Like, yeah. And he's mm, married is like to crazy a, to a man. Oh, okay. Mm. Good, good, good. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good. As long as he's good, good, gay, good, 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 as long good. as he's gay. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, Dylan, you were talking about how Jessica Alba launched your entire career and body of <laughs> yeah. work. Um, I, I'm being facetious, but like you, you do have, the internet has empowered a lot of the things that you create. Oh, completely. Um, and I'm wondering, like, what to you does? Do you feel like the internet gives you agency to do the things that you want to do? What is your? Well, I more just feel like it is the space I occupy, so it inspires a lot of what I do. I think, in some ways, in like, if you can like, if I can talk about like my biggest projects that I've made. I mean, this is there is something I made before moving into the digital space that like only the New York theater community knows about. Mm. But like four years ago, I made this entire play called the human symphony that was entirely performed by randomly selected audience members who performed tasks that I like gave them through headphones. Oh my God. I love that. And yeah, like it did really well, but it's the kind of thing where it's not in the digital world. So nobody knows it existed, you know, like just the people who came. Um, and so basically I collected stories of people's experiences with online dating and those were the stories that the audience heard. And then the performing, the performers who were random, eight, six randomly selected audience members got these like very elaborate pre recorded tracks where I told them like, okay, go to this position, pick up this prop. And they didn't realize, but they were telling this whole story of the internet. So the internet, so beautiful. I I was proud of it. Um, And then, (laughs) so the internet inspired that. And then of course, um, or not, of course, if people are like, who the fuck am I listening to right now? Hello, my name is Dylan Marin. <laughs> um, but I made a video series called Every Single Word that I put up on YouTube. And I saw the power of like getting a potent message across to people. Like if you distill something into a palatable, understandable format mm-hmm. that that can share really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my unboxing videos, I was clearly satirizing a part of internet culture mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm fascinated by unboxing videos. And I truly say that without judgment, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by them. And so I was satirizing them and similarly using that kind of shell to talk about social issues. And then all of that inspired the main thing I do now, which is the podcast, mm-hmm. um, which is, inherently a show about the internet it's mm-hmm. also about a show about communication mm-hmm. but it's um it's a sh- it's a show about the internet it's a show about who we are on the internet and who we are off the internet and the kind of distance between the two do you feel i mean this is i i feel like i can be a somewhat different version of myself on the internet but i do feel like i try to be myself for most of for most of the part do you feel like you ever lean into like a caricature i can i can say that i think the podcast has like totally changed me and i try to minimize the distance between who i am online and who i am offline Hmm. and so like you know tweets that i have tweeted before that i wouldn't tweet now like i think about the clap emoji tweets of Mm -hmm. like this is what i am saying right Mm -hmm. and it's like those yeah but i i so i've used them before Mm -hmm. and it's like who is this for 
Because like, is this for people who already know what I'm saying, but love that I'm saying it in this emphatic way? Or if I'm actually trying to get across to people who don't know this piece of information I'm trying to get across, I don't think that they'll scroll past that and read that and be like, well, now I'm going to change my ways, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, and exactly. so I, I think about that a lot just because more of my time now is spent using the internet to find people to get on the phone with them mm-hmm. than it is mm-hmm. to um, than it is to, to do that. So I wonder how potent the internet is as a way for like a tool of change, but maybe it's not just like the text-based forms that we're using, but rather like text-based forms are great and single images like Instagram are terrific. But is there a way we can do that? So just to get back to your question, I I, th- I think we all perform ourselves in the way that I am performing a version of myself right now, mm-hmm. speaking in a way that I wouldn't speak when I'm asking for directions somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is me playing Dylan on a pa- podcast. Mm-hmm. And then when I go home, I'll play Dylan on a train. And then when I walk home, I'll play Dylan walking home, mm-hmm. right? And, but I think on the internet, we it does give us license to be like, so much more intense, so much more like vicious than we would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then it makes me think of cancel culture and this whole idea of like, would we be getting on this bandwagon if we were in a room together? Mm-hmm. And if we had the ability to be like, well, before I cancel you, what did you mean by what you just said? Mm-hmm. Which is a radically different way of communicating mm-hmm. than like someone has messed up. Mm-hmm. We drag and then we cancel. Mm-hmm. We drag them to the trash, put them in the trash, and therefore they are canceled. So yeah. I think about that yeah. a lot. So interesting. I mean, one of the things that I was thinking about the most in this conversation is one of the ways that I use the internet now is to workshop my writing. You were talking, mm-hmm. Fran, about sort of the distance between you online as a persona and you as a person mm-hmm. that has sort of um, widened as I like use twitter and facebook to find voice mm. and like inevitably that voice might be different from how i'm feeling in that moment mm-hmm. but so it's sort of like you, a writing, explore, it, you get to them. exactly you, it's a, as a writing prompt but then i also think back to i think a lot of this conversation is about how we interact online as people who have um sort of audiences or mm-hmm. whatever but i actually um i wouldn't be a person if it weren't for the internet my training is in science And where I got my critical and queer theory training is by reading books that I found on Facebook and on Twitter, because on Mm -hmm. Facebook, on Twitter, in some of these fights or in conversations that I saw really smart people having, they would be like, this book is great or that book is great. Or I would see people having conversations about race or gender or class or whatever, and they would recommend these books. I met Pablo Freire. I met Franz Fanon. I met Judith Butler. I met Audre Lorde. I met mm-hmm. all... I, that's not my trend. I didn't read that shit. In, a lot of people read that in college. Right. I didn't read that in college. I didn't. And I, I, I didn't read that in grad school. And I feel like I kind of got a degree in yeah. queer mm-hmm. in queer studies yeah. Yeah. absolutely, based on who I met on the internet. And, and, and in this time that people shit on the internet so much i'm just like but that was a free that was like a free education, education. Yeah, for me that's true and it, and it made me when i was not i mean i was writing facebook statuses in the way that you were done i was not writing public like i wouldn't be able to write publicly if mm-hmm. i didn't couple my science knowledge with this basically like a degree i got online so i feel yeah. so grateful for the internet for that and i see so much possibility in the internet in that type of education. But I do have to acknowledge that I came from a liberal arts tradition and my mind was open. I could pick up Judith Butler right. and read it, right? So it's sort of like I had the literacy to be able to engage with the text that I was meeting online. But, but you know, this notion of um, being able to acknowledge where you're failing or where you're wrong, I think is something mm-hmm. that is taught if in, in, in scholarship or academia if it's done right. So it's right. sort of, you need that literacy to be able to use the internet to learn but it's been so important for me you guys i i love the internet Mm. i think i i like wholeheartedly disagree with the fact that the internet is this garbage dump you know like i i love the internet i think the internet is there is so much potential on the internet and so much ability for us to engage with each other what i do think we can all find ways to work on is making sure that our complexities are still present on the internet. Mm, Because what you were saying earlier about like 
that you're interacting with someone behind a screen, not only are you distanced from the screen, but you're distanced too because you are only dealing with your perception of that person. Yes. And often your mm-hmm. perception of that person is a tiny little circular picture that you can mm-hmm. see and then you can throw everything you want onto that and you can project everything you want onto that and they are whatever punching bag you want them to be. And the truth is they are this three-dimensional person. And I think yeah. that is what... so. The, I'm and I, I'm not trying to compare myself to Gandhi, but I think. Because you're not anti-black. Uh, and, yes, that, and is, you're that is also the big part. In a monogamous relationship. Yes, uh, Gandhi, drag her, drag Gandhi. Yes, the internet um, tells sorry. all. The <laughs> internet tells all. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I love the internet because the internet is like, I, I think it is a tool, like. As I think with everything in any society, we all figure out how to use a tool for good and we all figure mm-hmm. out how to not use a tool for bad. Mm-hmm. And we figure out how to do that by seeing how a tool can be used for bad. Mm-hmm. The same thing was said of the printing press. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, oh my God, what what dangerous ideology is going to be printed on this? And like now we see this as a high art form of printing words on a page. Mm-hmm. But like at a time, it was this incredibly dangerous thing. Television too. Television is a tool that can be used for very, very good. Sesame Street is a great example of people who are like, this is a box that we have in people's homes. What are we going to pipe in to help them mm. with, yeah. um, help low-income families with, yeah. with uh, pre-kindergarten education? Mm. And that is a great example of like, okay, well, you also can't say television is trash. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's, it's a medium. You can't call a medium trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also don't believe in calling people trash. Mm-hmm. I believe in identifying methods that don't work and finding ways to um, facilitate like a more productive way to use them. Mm-hmm. And the internet is also like, it, it, the internet is hyper all of that. The internet is the hyper printing press. It is the hyper television and it's mm-hmm. all blended into one. And I think it's our job to each figure out how we can use that for good. I think, and and I think um, mm-hmm. I listened to this really brilliant on the media piece five years ago and it was about Grindr. And it's easy to criticize a dating app because of what it is used for. And I don't mm-hmm. mean in... um. I mean, within the community to criticize mm-hmm, right. it. But the founder described it and he was like, well, Grinder in a city is one thing, but Grinder in the middle of a more desolate location mm-hmm. is a series of guiding lights, mm-hmm. guiding someone mm-hmm. and saying, oh, there's a gay person 10 miles away. And then there's another gay person 12 miles that away. That hottie is my yeah. North Star. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or also it's just the, the life giving effect of just yes, knowing that there's someone else. Completely. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, well, this app is also beautiful when you yeah. think about it in a, in a different way. Twitter is also that. Of course, mm-hmm. like, you know, we are, I think we are enabled by this, by this desire to and system that, encourages us enables us to say whatever is on our mind at any given moment on twitter and um you know we publish that and Mm -hmm. it's on record forever i think about kids i think about the things i would have tweeted when i was 17 oh my god right you know and i'm like nightmare oh my god like i'm so glad that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. because we all go through learning phases and also i don't think we're ever done learning Mm -hmm. you know so like so i see adults mess up too and i'm like well you're still on your learning trajectory you know um these were a lot of opinions all wrapped up into one but this is just to say i love the internet Mm, you're like melting our cold dead (laughs) hearts i do i do i really i really do i'm glad to hear that especially since the internet you the requires a lot of emotional labor yeah (laughs) but i think that's like my comfort zone like i i think emotional labor is like my hotspot. That's <laughs> where you live. Yeah, mm. that's my Boingo hotspot. Look at it! Wow, um, perfect. Yeah. 
I'm feeling full, like I could fit just one more thing inside <laughs> me. Dennis knows what I'm talking Ow! about. Um, Always. And our dessert for today was suggested by one Dylan Marin. I don't know her. Is... Who is she? Drag her. Drag her. Cancel. <laughs> you're literally, you're Never the most, canceled. you would be the most difficult person to cancel ever. You are truly <laughs> Honey, so, so amazing. People will find a way. <laughs> they will. They yeah, will. That is true. Um, the trolls will come out. Today's dessert is... The witches, uh, if and I guess the movie, but also the book. If you're not familiar with the uh, rolled doll, but story. honey, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie. <laughs> Dylan, tell us about us. Okay, the witches is the queerest gift to young queer babies everywhere. <laughs> it is about this young boy who basically stumbles upon a coven of witches. And these witches have their annual meeting at a seaside hotel where he is staying with his grandmother, Gay. Am I right? Oh, oh my God. Oh, so gay. No. So you're staying at a hotel gay. with your grandmother. You're gay. And, True. Um, <laughs> I don't make your I, I, I don't make the rules, but you are identified as queer. Um, and um, one person listening to this is like, I am fucking straight. And I stay with my grandmother. And to you, I say, you define you're, yourself. You I love you. you I believe in you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this little boy staying with his grandmother, Seaside Hotel. And and then he discovers he's like this adventurous kid. He walks around with his sweet little mice and he stumbles into the basically convention hall. And he's like, what is this convention hall? Oh, it is the meeting of the witches and it's the annual meeting of all the witches in Europe led by the grand high witch and the reveal scene this is what's queer about it honey you got a front face and you got a back face and you have a facade you present to the world and and then you peel it off and so the reveal scene of Angelica Houston peeling off her skin and I need to say this one immediately go to whatever streaming service has this, pay whatever money it is, buy this. And then (laughs) the best part about this is none of it is CGI. It is wow. all prosthetics from the Jim Henson company. Oh, oh my god! Wow. So, it, so it stands up, is what I'm wow. saying. Oh, wow. wow! I'll bet it. Does. And so they, so Angelica Houston peels, and basically all of these witches reveal themselves to each other. Oh. But then they're found out by this little kid who was peeping through like this like hole in the wall. And then they're like, I smell a child. And so they, they're they like terrified because they are, they have revealed themselves to each other, right? Oh when they're finally God. like, oh my God, I, I can take this mask like off. I can after take you this. come at a yeah. sex party. Yeah. Oh my well, <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's a read. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Fair. you, Joseph. And so um, they reveal themselves to each other, but they're found out by this little kid. And this little kid is like, and they also unveil plans. I'm really giving away the movie. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. They unveil plans that they have Formula 86, which they're going to put in soup to kill every like child, basically. Oh. Um, or turn a child into a mouse. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but also a social death, if you will. Mm. Um, because you can go to parties as a mouse yeah, yeah. you don't know what mice like yes <laughs> to the mice listening to this i apologize uh, like, canceled Fuck you don't earn yeah the Can- mice will cancel by me. the mice yeah. um queens i apologize i am vegetarian so just keep that in mind before um. you cancel me um <laughs> but i so anyway the witches is incredible angelica houston queer icon yes. if the yes. witches had come out in the age of netflix Everyone would have, I mean, the gifts would have been wild, honey. (laughs) And luckily, it is coming out again. And Anne Hathaway is attached to Star. I am so excited. (laughs) I'm ready. Truly, my gay heart cannot take it. Thank you for that delicious little dessert. Oh my God, you're so welcome. This episode of Food for Thought was made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and also our new home at Forever. Dog. Dog. Our producer is the only person on this podcast that is getting into heaven, Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> Our social media manager is the only person on this podcast who would survive an apocalypse, Christina Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
true. It's fully true. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, or we will turn the parental controls on. Okay, rated G from here on out. This podcast. No OnlyFans. I know. no OnlyFans. Can you imagine what our podcast would be? If it was Joe, wa- G? Joe walks out, and <laughs> Matt Rogers comes back. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Fran. Uh, you can find me at Fran Squish Co on all social media and CoStar. Add me on CoStar. What is CoStar? It's the astrology app. So uh, we can match our birth charts. You're on chart. it? We can match our birth charts together. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I am Dennis Norris II, and you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Den Den, T H E E A R L D E N D E N. And I'm Dylan Marin, and you can find me on all social media. At Dylan Marin, D Y L A N M A R R O N. Find us on Instagram at Gay Sluts Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, where each week we pin some questions at the top of our page to continue the discussion of this week's episode. Sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we are reading and some extra delectable content and show notes at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, email us with a, your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics at dick thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled. T H O T. Bye, Daddy. What's standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you thought about talking to someone but aren't sure where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. For Food for Thought listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code THOT. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today or go to BetterHelp.com slash THOT. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love, one that you can always change. That's BetterHelp.com slash THOT. T-H-O-T, promo code T-H-O-T. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.